You're listening to the AfterBuzz TV Network. Now the largest new media platform on the web and your number one source for after-show entertainment. Very good, The AfterBuzz Studios in Los Angeles, California, presented by Maria Menunos and streaming live thanks to Akamai Technologies. This is AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. We'll break down tonight's episode and get you all the latest news and gossip. And now, another post-game wrap-up show for your favorite TV show. It's AfterBuzz TV's Revenge After Show. Hello, everybody. Welcome back. I hope you had an amazing weekend. And we are here tonight doing Revenge Season 3, Episode 9, Surrender. And we're going to have some fun tonight. This was a fun episode. Oh, we're going to have so much fun. Yes, we are. And I am your host, Roxy Stryer, alongside Phil Speedtech. Welcome. And we're playing this song. If you didn't catch the moment, it's when Dan... Let's go. Of the necklace. Let's go with the necklace, and it was such a titanic moment for us. Um, but of course, you're like, where is Sarah Giroux? We're missing her. Our poor co-host, homesick, we love her, we miss her, and she will be in next week with us. Really quickly, we've gotten a lot of requests for Roxy's ma- wedding, you know, so keep those coming in. And Sarah, I, I know it. you're listening at home, I have a match for you. Oh, we're yeah, going to talk. We're playing. We're kind of playing matchmaker tonight. We are. There, there's someone very special that I think I can hook you up with, and we're going to make this happen, Sarah. So, if, after Buzz fans, we might have two weddings coming up in December slash January during the hiatus. Here's the problem. So we have Emily who has too many matches, and then we have me who has none. No, there's a guy. There's a guy. Phil Svitek refuses to set me up with anybody. I need you guys to keep tweeting at me so I feel a little bit loved here, okay? I need the love. You're, you're talking about the tweet we got last week. I love it. That was an amazing tweet. <laughs> anyway, on to revenge. Okay, so we're moving on to revenge. Let's start by talking about this Margot-Jack situation. Um, I'm actually a little surprised at how quickly Margot and Jack are moving. Uh, it was like about to be dropping the L-bomb tonight, I felt. Did you feel surprised with how much their relationship has grown? Yeah, I mean, so Nolan says to his advice to Jack is, hey, tell her the truth and let her decide, which, you know, especially in, in, in terms of revenge, that's never really a good advice. Um, but Margo Why do you think that's with- never good advice? Because there's too many angles, there's too many layers to everybody all the time. And so, you know, how can you really trust someone, especially, you know, someone who is a journalist, as as Jack says, you know, she's going to go after the story. It depends what he was going to tell her. You know, uh, he could have said, oh, by the way, Emily's not Emily. She's actually Amanda. That would have been a little too much. Telling somebody else's secret is stepping over the line. But telling your own secrets, that's his prerogative, I feel like. You you think that it wasn't a smart move? No, obviously it was because Margot kind of was like, okay, um, I don't want to lose you. So if going after the story means that, then no, we're not going to do it. But then again, that's for now, and you never know. It's like it's like taking naked pictures of yourself and sending them to your boyfriend. You oh. never know when he's going to become your ex and then send those pictures everywhere else. So he's trusting her, but soon she's going to break up with him and send out those nudies. Plus, it's also revenge. I mean, we'll talk about Sarah and Dan, but all last 
time, because it wasn't last week, we kept saying that Sarah and Dan slept together because of the ice thing. They okay. did it! Okay, first of all, first of all, I would like everybody to go back to the last time we were here, which unfortunately was not last week because we had a little mini hiatus, but I think it was three weeks ago, and I want you guys to listen to what I said about the ice, and you were all obsessed with the ice, meaning they had sex, and you were like, why else do people get ice? And I was like, I don't know, I think some people just like ice in their drinks, and you were like, no, it's a sex thing. I was not on that page, and I do not believe that in order to have ice, you need to have sex. I always have sex with my ice. But do you always have ice with your sex? Yes. So, but, wow. Wow. Very fancy you are. Anyway, I didn't think they slept together. I guess we still don't know for sure. Daniel says they didn't. Um, it seems like he's telling anyway, the truth. Anyway, back to Jack and Mark. We'll talk about that. Right. But I opened up a can of worms. I know. You, I know. I know. I know. You did. You, you got me off track. I know. I know. But I do like the fact that at least Jack and... Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price. Priceline. Nolan, as well as Aiden and Nolan, to be honest, are, they're all developing this bromance. I mean, for, for Nolan, Nolan and Jack have always been close, but Nolan's the one who gives, uh, Jack this advice, and then Nolan kind of steps in with the Margot thing. Did you feel like he was out of line saying something and that he should have just left it to Jack? He already suggested it to Jack. Jack already turned him down, and then he kind of went over Jack's head to Margot. Yeah, but it, well, it, it obviously forced Jack's hand, but Jack didn't have to say anything. You know, it was still up to his decision, but... But had he not said anything, don't you feel like Margot would have just walked out on him? Or no? Yeah, but at least... Here's the thing, right? The whole point for Jack was to um, to stop the investigation, right? Okay. And uh, as in that meeting with Nolan and, and uh, Margot, she was going to continue on. She was not to be dissuaded, as she says. And so at least this way, it, A, brings them closer together, and it stop, and it accomplishes Jack's goal. Okay, so you feel like it was the good friend move. Yes. Let's talk a little bit about Lydia. She comes into town tonight. Oh, my God. Okay, well, not tonight. Last week. What? What is this? Oh, my God. Initial reaction. You're over the story or no, you're just shocked? No, I just, I don't. It's so confusing to me, this woman. What is her angle? She's alive. She's dead. She falls off buildings. She has planes blown up. I mean, Victoria knew about it. Conrad didn't. Yeah, but of course, Victoria's the one who snuck off the plane. There was no way Lydia could have snuck off and not known that Victoria did. Victoria not knowing Lydia did. You know, like obviously they were working together. The second we knew Lydia was alive, you knew Victoria had to have known, right? I didn't know. Well, then you're not being very good revenge. Expert, I, are you? No, <laughs> I would get so me. killed off in this world. Why? Who? How would you die? <laughs> Very stupidly. Plane crash? If only. I mean, <laughs> building I had information up? to sell. <laughs> You're gonna be like Jack's necklace. Just I would be I like mean, I would be like um, I would be like Jack's brother, Declan. Oh, you poor thing. I know. You poor thing. Okay, so Lydia is back, and I'm gonna say that right now. I'm I'm trying to like the storyline a little more, but it, it's hard because 
in my mind, it was wrapped up with a little bow on it, and Lydia was put aside and under the Christmas tree and completely done. Now she's back, and this thing with her and Conrad, I mean, did you think that they were going to rekindle things, or did you think they were going to be pissed at each other? Because I was a little surprised when they seemed to jump back in romantically so quickly. He wants to rekindle. Her, I don't know yet. I can't, I don't buy it that she's, um, that she's just out for him. Obviously, there's a motive there. Um, and the one thing I know is that this obviously complicates Emily's plot, right? As soon as, as soon as we see the, uh, anthology of memories, as Conrad calls it, I, <laughs> you were like, oh, she's gonna, she's gonna take something. And I was like, no, she's gonna go for the picture, the unaltered picture. Yeah, of you the did pro- know. You called that. That was very good. But that doesn't set her up with any side. Like, okay, because she was working with Margot, and and you know she was going. She had the meeting with Victoria, and obviously now she's playing Conrad. So I don't know where her full alliance okay. lies. I don't know for a fact either. But here's what I think: she was pissed, so she came back into town with her own revenge. Revenge. Yeah. <laughs> oh yeah, that's it. What every pretty blonde who comes to the Hamptons wants. Revenge. You know me and my quotes. I have to write them down so I can say them exactly. Did I sound like Nolan when I just said that? Yes. Thank you. Thank you very much. Uh, anyway, so she's back and she wants revenge. I think that's why she came back. I think she wants revenge on Victoria because Victoria broke their pact. that They were both going to stay in hiding. And she wants revenge on Conrad because Conrad sent the order to blow up the plane knowing she was on it. Even though she left and she made up this excuse about going to see her mom who was sick and blah, 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 blah. They each lied to each other. But it's a little different lying to somebody and you were going to throw them under the bus and get them arrested. And as opposed to knowing that you were sending their death sentence, you know, if I was somebody in her situation, I would never be able to sleep with the guy ever again. Period. End of sentence. What the hell's wrong with her? But I really do. I've had a lot of those circumstances. It's actually way easier to forgive. Right. It does happen frequently. That uh, you're you're right. Maybe I'm not giving myself the benefit of the doubt enough. No. Are you crazy? It's it's ridiculous. I love Conrad's passion towards her. He was just like, "Oh, you're back. Yeah, yeah." He pretty much sounded like that. Don't even know. Don't even tell me. It didn't sound like that was. That was literally the creepiest thing I've, I've ever... <laughs> that was the creepiest thing watching him back, seeing her. He was I, like, oh, nice dress. I can't believe there's nobody else sitting next to me to, like, talk about what you just did. With oh, your there's Steven in the booth. <sighs> Steven in the booth. I Like, what? That's just creepy what he did. No, what he did is what you sounded like, but worse. You, like, but he has no frame of reference. I don't. That That's a good point. However, you do, and oh my god, uh, so creepy. That's what you think of Conrad. You think he's that creepy? He was ready to get ice. Is that what our abbreviation for having sex now is? <laughs> yes. Oh, my God. He was going to ice her. I didn't say that. <laughs> okay. So I think that the feeling's mutual at this point. Lydia's back. She has the tape recorder, and she's she's um, teamed up with Margot. So we know she was trying to get revenge, but once Conrad says that he has feelings for her, I think she very quickly... Is kind of swooning for him. I mean, as she says, they were engaged. She had such strong romantic feelings. And now she says to Margot, he's not the man who I thought he was. And who she thought he was was an asshole. Yeah. Or what you said. (laughs) A-hole. It's the the PG version of what I said, obviously. I don't know how to PG myself. Um, You're the one talking about icing. So maybe you're the one who can't PG yourself. Anyway, so it's, uh, it's just interesting to me that she was so easy to 
put it under the rug. But now that she's going in his files and finding out who Emily Thorne and Amanda Clark is, maybe that's going to take precedence over being with Conrad or maybe that will help Conrad. I mean, why wouldn't she immediately share with Conrad who it was unless she has a plan of her own? I mean, to be fair, we don't know that she did or didn't. I'm, but I, I get what you're saying. In all probability, right? It's interesting to note that Conrad really wants the wedding to happen. And so, obviously, this ruins that whole per- perception of happiness or whatever. So, it again, she's going to... What I like is that they furthered this where it basically complicates everyone's lives, not just Emily's. What complicates everybody's lives? Lydia coming back? Yes. Or the photograph? Both. Lydia is the photograph. What do you think, now that she is the photograph, what do you think she's going to do with it? She's going to try to expose her, or she's going to try to use it as leverage to get Emily to do something that she wants? Well, first you have to... it seems like those are the only two options, no? No, because at first you can leverage, and then you can do it. Then you you could do what? Expose? Yeah, because you don't want to come out with it right away. Because what does that gain you? I mean, it just would gain... I think she's trying to ruin everyone's lives. You don't think so? Yeah. I don't don't know. Her motive is very tough to read. But I think she's ultimately going to... I mean, ironically, this only kind of helps Victoria. If you think about it, right? It F's over uh, Conrad. Certainly... Why does it F over Conrad? Um, because you're exposing the truth about... Because then it's like... By by that point, if Emily is to be exposed, she's going to say... Oh, then, okay, you find out the real truth. And, okay, so why is, why is Amanda Clark, quote-unquote, slash Emily Thorne, whatever you want to call her, doing what she's doing? At that point, she could say, well, because my father was... Uh, was killed um, unjustly. So you're by thinking Conrad. about the domino effect right now. You're thinking if this happens, then that will happen, then that will happen, then that will happen. Yes. So if the photo comes out and Lydia does expose Emily, then Emily is going to be known as Amanda, and Amanda is going to come forward with the truth and say what happened with David, which would expose Conrad, but that would also expose Victoria, would it not? Well, and then that right, would also where, where, expose uh, Lydia. Yeah, but then why does Lydia do this from the beginning? That's what I don't know. That's why I think she doesn't want to expose it. I think she's going to want to use it as leverage somehow because Lydia was involved with all this and knows what's going on. Doesn't she? I mean, was Lydia considered part of the initiative? No, but, no, but, 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 she but knows. remember, remember uh, Victoria and um, and Lydia at, at the end of first season were going basically to, to spill this truth, but um, right. in such a way where they would gain like... You know, immunity. Immunity, exactly. And so perhaps Lydia has cut herself a deal where she can still get immunity. But I, I don't think she has. Maybe she could. But I'm just curious why she decided to pair then with Margot. Obviously, Margot has no sort of government say. Um, but so- but it's not. We've. <laughs> I think they're trying to stay away from government and initiatives as much as possible. Right. Now it's all about the PR angle. And you think that Lydia would be able to spin it this way? So that she didn't get in trouble or that her name wasn't dragged through the mud? Yeah. I don't know about that. I guess we're going to have to wait and see because Lydia's back in town and it doesn't look like she's leaving anytime soon. Nope. And it also doesn't seem like there's a way to kill the woman. 
So apparently not. So wait, wait, she, what, maybe she's got nine lives. So we've we've got uh, about six more goes at her before we before exactly. we've hit the the finish point. Okay. To me, probably the most interesting storyline of what's going right now is about Sarah and Daniel. I feel, really? Out of all the ones? I know. I, I'm not exactly sure why, but I'm feeling really, really bad for Daniel these days. And I know he just cheated on his fiance. So but he, he didn't. He hooked up with her. We saw them make out. That's cheating. Okay. Right? Okay. You don't agree? No, I mean, you know. If there's no ice and there's no cheating? Sure. You're just experimenting. I just, like, hate men. Like, pretty much all of you. <laughs> Why? Like, what, what's wrong with you guys? You too, Steven. And Phil. And, and all of you. Except for Nolan. I love him. But he's gay. Slash not. But so like, But, like, he's mine. I don't care. That doesn't uh, mean I can't hate him. I mean, I would say that when you have a fiancé, hooking up with somebody else, whether it's just tongue action or ice time, means cheating. Okay, but here's the real problem. He loves, loves Sarah. He thinks he loves... So because he loves, loves Sarah, it's not cheating? It's not cheating because ultimately what he has with Emily is a lie, and so that's what he's sensing, is that something's off. I don't know what it is. So if your current relationship is a lie, then hooking up with somebody else is the truth and therefore not cheating. Words of Phil? Yes. Yes. Hashtag fill words of wisdom. Is that what we've been using? I mean, <laughs> what, what? They the have ha- that great moment. They have that great moment of Sarah, like, Sarah, I need you in studio. Okay, keep going. They have that great moment. I'm listening. They have that great moment where they're like, okay, you know, all this, you know, tomorrow's the day, tomorrow's the day, blah, blah. In the back of her mind, Emily knows that tomorrow's the day, basically, I die and leave your behind. I mean, granted, Emily's cheating on. Emily's cheating on Daniel. So, I mean, it's just as bad. Even worse, she's in love with somebody else. They're both in love with other people, right? Yes. Emily's in love with Aiden, possibly but Jack. ultimately, even though Dan cheated, he still, his, his nature took its course as the opening uh, monologue told us. And, and you know what? He, he, his love um, ended up with Emily. So if it was not for the pregnancy... We agree that Daniel... I don't know, because he, he didn't sleep with Sarah, no, not, despite not knowing the pregnancy. I'm not saying would have slept with her. I'm saying would have left Emily for her. Like, that was the plan. After he didn't sleep with Sarah, he was like, I'm going to end things. I can't go through with this wedding. I'm going to go do that. And then he goes home, and he's like, we need to talk. And she's like, me first. It's true. I mean, he does... I guess, I guess he does have that line of, like, you know, we all know what a broken home does to a child. Right. And I, so I feel like... I don't know. This can only t- cause resentment. But then tonight's episode, we see him say, I'm all in. I'm all in with you and the baby. And it was weird how convincing it was. It was very convincing. You know, I, it didn't seem like a lie anymore. When he was talking to Sarah, I was like, eh. And even as she leaves, he's like, Sarah, like calling after her not to go. But then when we see him with Emily, he really seems like he's all in. I mean, I don't think we saw earlier this season him with Margot. Margot literally takes all of her clothes off. And he doesn't hook up with her. So he's not just somebody anymore who's a cheater. He's obviously very much so in love with Sarah. But do you think that he would be willing to hook up with Sarah now? Now, at this point, no. I don't think so either. So I think that it seems like him and Emily are for good. Although Emily is about to get shot. So that might put 
a little bit of a hinge in the plan. No. Hey, no, I'm just I'm just trying to You're think like, of that mess things up. I'm just trying to think of the scenario of like, hey, so my wife died. I'm available now. Oh my and god. It would never happen. It would never oh happen. My god. It would never happen. I'm just I'm just trying to think of that scenario as a comedic beat. Never I, it would never happen. What would never happen? That's I can't. I can't with you. <laughs> we're we're moving on. We are moving on officially. Let's, let's move on. Let's talk about how Victoria and Charlotte wanted to set him up with Sarah. Victoria's still on that page. Thank God Charlotte has a good conscience about this because... Like, hallelujah, Charlotte seems to be coming back to her senses, correct? Yes. I mean, I was freaking out over here that she was turning into a mini Vicky. <laughs> mini Vicky, that's funny. Like, who? can somebody please call Victoria Vicky? I feel like she would slap them in the face. So would. Um, or she'd pull Lydia and shove them to the ground. I just call her Vic. But... Um, yeah, I mean, it, it was, I mean, she, she was so manipulative in this episode up until that point of when she catches Daniel on that run and, and sees the, I mean, he was really tormented. That was actually probably one of my favorite scenes, maybe my favorite scene this episode, because the urgency was there. He was on this run and they both were like panting. She was on the run. I don't know. I just thought it was really well done. And I, I saw the chemistry brother sister bond there and I really felt like Charlotte even though she went into it with ulterior motives, I feel like she really listened to him and like saw his pain in that moment, you know. And I and I really appreciate that. It made me see the humanity in Charlotte, which we haven't seen in a few weeks. And it was great because you know all it took was that one singular line of like, "Had it not been for that stupid bakery, none of this would have happened." And of course, that's the you know as we talked about that was all Charlotte. Yeah. What did you think about what Charlotte then did for Emily, saying? She was going to be a better sister than she was maid of honor. And then she went over there and got her the mani-pedi and whatnot. Were you kind of surprised by that? Or after her conversation with Daniel, did you expect that? Um, it, it wasn't until actually later when she's talking with Victoria that I realized what that moment meant. Okay. And what did it mean? It meant, uh, it meant a, a full forgiving. I mean, obviously she didn't say like, hey, I try to split you and Daniel up, but it was it, it was a nice gesture, and I appreciate it all the more after the Victoria speech. Did you think Charlotte was going to be able to change Victoria's mind about trying to break apart the wedding? Because obviously we know she wasn't able to do that. Yeah. But at the time, I thought maybe it would have more influence. Uh, well, it had a huge influence in the sense that Victoria comes back with the... Uh... Yeah, it was the opposite of the influence I thought that it was going to have. I thought that Victoria, maybe for once, was kind of going to be like, huh. By the way, that was the surrender of the episode. It was Victoria surrendering? Mm-hmm. Because she surrendered the are notion. You are you talking about by her handing the invitation that said not attending? Yes. She surrendered the fact that she can no longer uh, oppose this wedding. And so instead, she's just not going to support it. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good point. Sometimes it's hard to figure out why these episodes have their titles. But uh, now, now I just did. But I think you did it. You're okay. a revenge expert genius. That's why I'm on the panel. Yeah, I love having you on the panel instead of in the booth. We right. need this more often. Yeah, well. When other shows go on their hiatuses. It's fun. So it's good to have Steven in the booth with Where's us. Where's my per diem? Can I just order room service? <laughs> no, she's talking the big bucks with that one. I know. Room service does not count. She wants trips across country and whatnot. 
Anyway, so if you're sitting at home right now and you want to participate in this conversation and you want to talk to us all throughout the week, you know, you can go to iTunes, you can go to YouTube, you can comment, rate, subscribe. Please, please, please talk to us. We really want to hear what you're going to say. We have next week's episode, of course, but we don't have a few episodes after that until March, which is going to be miserable. But here's what I like. I actually do, you know, speaking to that... um, we have a huge, huge break. But what I like about it, they're going to they're gonna have a whole new series in between. And uh, with this wedding, it's obviously going to be a huge climax. And then we're going to come back. Rather than take short hiatus breaks, Yeah, let's just take one long one. I don't mind it. Our mid-season finale is going to be a huge one, too. So it's going to leave us with a lot to talk about, which is why we really need you guys to go online, show your love, show your support. And please keep the conversation going with us because otherwise I'll just lose my mind. Yeah. At AfterBuzz TV, at Roxy Stryer, at Sarah GGG, and hashtag Revenge Wedding. Hell yeah. Anyway, can we talk about the love of my life, Aiden? Let's do it. I'm obsessed. Um, so him and Emily just seem so happy together this episode, and they're like totally in their element. And there was that one really weird scene where he's giving her um, that sake shot. Why was it weird? Oh, my God. I thought it was beautiful. I thought it was legitimately one of the weirdest rituals. Like, what What? the? She was sitting on this thing. I don't know. It was, like, culty almost. Oh, my God. No? Women are so weird. Okay, it was... Okay, (laughs) they've been trained in a certain manner, okay? And he's telling a nice story of, like, you know, hey, it's it's, uh, tradition to take sake, um, you know, and reflect upon what you've done before the final act of revenge, you know, and and he goes. You know, we've lost so many people, but we've also gained something very beautiful. She opens her eyes, and there he is. And you know, they've gained love, which is eternal. Why is that not beautiful? I mean, I guess it showed their common ground and their history together. But it was just like this weird thing where she sat on the ground or on that pillow and had a sake shot, and I was like, are what are you about to do? Okay, here's why it worked for me. Because too many times people pose and it doesn't... It's You're supposed to take that one thing that you and the other person have and have it mean the biggest thing in the world. When you just like... If you just take a girl to a restaurant and propose to her there, that doesn't mean something. This, to them, in their own world... Was the most beautiful proposal oh, I'm not, ever. I'm not talking about the proposal. I thought pro- the proposal was great. I thought leading up to the proposal was weird as hell. That's part of the proposal. I, I don't know. I mean, yeah, obviously you don't take Amanda Clark, because uh, that's what he says to her. Amanda Clark, will you marry me? Amanda Clark to a restaurant and propose, but, and this was the way to do it with her. I just thought the scene was bizarre. I'm not even saying bizarre in a negative way. I'm just saying bizarre in like a, I can't ever imagine, like, when in life would that ever take place? Who even knows that that's what people do to prepare for battle? Like, these two people are so far gone, which is why they're perfect for each other, I suppose. I mean, who else would have proposed to her by giving her a shot of sake? By the way, you can't have sake when you're pregnant, so... She's not pregnant. I know, I get that. I'm just saying. <laughs> she if She gets her blood alcohol checked somehow in the car ride, and she gets some DUI. Daniel's not going to believe the pregnancy anymore. It's one sake bomb, and they had coitus. You're ruining my whole point, Phil. No, but I agree. The the actual proposal, really sweet. What did you think of the timing of it, though, the day before her actual wedding? I thought it was cool. 
cool. Can you elaborate? Cool, funky, fresh. No, badass. Like, like what? What's cool? It was at the right time. I just felt like they're about to get away in their lives forever. Maybe he could have just waited till after her fake wedding. Okay, again, it ties to right back right to now. the ritual. It ties back to the. Okay, at what point do you later go like, hey? Now that we've succeeded, I want you to reflect back on everything that we did and look at what you got, baby. You got this guy. Like, that would be terrible. Sometimes I just can't believe your interpretation of things. <laughs> no, but this is – okay, he's telling – he's painting a picture. We've lost uh, – think about it. She's lost She's lost uh, Emily Thorne, right? The, right. Foe Amanda, right? She's lost Declan. She's lost Jack. She's lost all, her father. She's lost her father. She's lost, lost so many. Mother, yeah. so many people along the way. And obviously he's lost many people. And despite all of this, you know what? At least there's something to take away. And that's they have each other. And that's the moment to propose. I thought that was endearing that he said there have been all of these horrible things. But through all of this war, we found love. And that was really cute. And I love Aiden. I love Aiden and Emily together. But again, I always have this problem. And it's always going to come back to this. Is that I feel like Emily and, and Jack are destined to be together. Which, by the way, makes me hate Jack and Margot. Even though I don't really hate Margot. And it makes me... It doesn't make me hate Emily and Aiden. Because I like them for the time being. But I don't think they're soulmates. Even though I do think that they get each other. And it's sweet. And, that he, and I think she's the soulmate for him. But I don't think he is for her. Fair enough. Do you agree? Disagree? You don't know? It's too hard to think about? You cry at night? I do Toss cry and turn? at night. I, 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 love, I actually love Jack and Margot, And so I want okay. them to be together. That kind of just hurt. But I'll, I'll accept that. I can I accept that. The one last thing I want to talk about is we briefly mentioned that Victoria isn't coming. And this was her surrendering. But obviously this throws a wrench in the plans. Uh, and it was done. I thought that was, I don't know if anybody else could have predicted that, but I thought it was the best wrench you could throw on this entire plan. Because it's the only thing that's out of Emily's control. And it was so subtle and it's, and, and it was almost like a sincere moment between what should have been Emily and Victoria. And yet it's not because of holy crap this just throws everything off kilter, right? We have the great, uh, we have the great scene of Aiden and Emily. At the at the gun range, you know, hey, here's the gift. It's dressed to Victoria. You know, you got the bracelet. Now we just need a little blood on it. We're good to go. And the gunpowder, yeah. I mean, I just think Emily never saw this coming. She usually calculates everything in her head weeks, months, years in advance. And she's had this plan forever. And this was the one thing she couldn't have planned for. Um, do you think that somehow she's going to get whether it's Daniel to convince Victoria or whether she does it herself or Charlotte, do you think somehow she's going to be able to get Victoria to the wedding? I mean, we do see her in a seat. So the answer is yes. Yes. How do you think that happens? That's what I don't know. And I hope they have a really good explanation for it. Um, I think... It can't just be that she changed her mind. Yeah, that would be frustrating. I think ultimately... I I think it has to be something with Daniel. Okay. You know, because here's the thing. She has evidence in her hand that Victoria declined. So you just hate Daniel. You have to, you know, as much as she may hate me, you know. She's your mom. She's your mom. And you could be like, I will regret if your mom isn't at your only wedding. Yeah, I mean, I absolutely agree. And I don't think that Daniel would ever forgive his mom if she wasn't. Because they have this love-hate thing going on and whatnot. Especially with the baby pictures. 
Remember, she's looking. Remember, they're looking at the photo of baby Daniel. Right when our Victoria and Comrade are looking that. Yeah, yeah, I know what you're talking about. So anyway, speaking of Daniel, we have some cool news and gossip coming up. After Buzz TV news. Well, actually, I might take that back about it being cool because I'm a little nervous. So Josh Bowman was heard talking about. He says, "I'm trying to pitch a Daniel death by the end of the season." This is what he said to TV Guide. Um, then he says. I love working on the show, but I'm just being honest. My character has flip-flopped the most, and it's been so hard for me to play. I mean, that makes me really nervous. I, you don't really usually hear that. I'm, I'm assuming the show's kind of pissed at him that he would say that. I know that this came out, um, this news came out two weeks ago, but we haven't had a show since then, so mm-hmm. I wanted to talk about it now. Any thoughts on that? They would have to do it in the right... I mean, they could be teasing something like a fake death. <laughs> I don't think so. It seemed like the actor was sincere, and I was surprised. You know, you would think you would love. He's obviously in a very serious relationship with Emily Van Camp off off of the show, yeah. and working with your person every day that should be fun. But I get what he's saying. He's talked about his character a lot over the years, and how he wants his character to be bad or wants his character to be good. So I, I, I don't know. I think as an actor saying that he doesn't want to play the role because it's difficult. It is very that I didn't enjoy. I understand it's a difficult role, but I, that doesn't mean it doesn't make it fun. Yeah, exactly. So, and I'm also a little a little hesitant to think that they would give him this wish because. And by the way, it's not like his character is un. There is a. Not saying there's a motive, but the, the, it, it tracks well. Meaning, you know, the the the, the pain and, and emotion he's gone through is consistent. You know, it, it, from A to B to C to D, whatever. Yeah, but I do get what he's saying. Like, we we know for a fact Victoria and Conrad on the bad side. Yeah. Um, Jack, Emily, Amit, all of those people, Nolan, good team. Daniel, it's always kind of been a toss-up. But he's he's not the martyr, but he's the—you could call him the sacrifice. Martyr. He's the sacrifice of the show. He's the lamb. Yeah. I know. So I, I do feel bad about it. But honestly, the only series regular that Revenge has killed off has been Declan. So I— I'm, I don't I mean even Lydia's still alive. Exactly. So even if they do find a way to kill Daniel off, who's to say he's gone for good? This show will never let you know. Okay. So fun little game here. This is brought to us by E Online and okay. they were talking about who is the shooter at the wedding. And okay. that and even in the teaser they had it, but yes. Right. So they found out who it was and they want to give us five clues to answer. Um they say that it's someone who Emily's always cared for. That Oh, so Victoria or Lydia. Okay. That is someone who seems to have nothing whatsoever to gain from her demise. That is someone who is most definitely staying a part of the show beyond this season. That it's someone who many of the fans totally root for. And that it's someone whose relationship with Emily will be changed forever. The last one's obviously a given. Um, and then they gave us a list of four to choose between. What do we Do you want to hear who they are? Nolan, Charlotte, Daniel, and Jack. They say it's one of those four. Charlotte. You think so? We've talked you, about yeah, it. Yeah, you predicted that way early, and especially now that we see Charlotte's coming around. But here in the you know, uh in the teaser for next week they say Victoria, Lydia, Charlotte, and I maybe one other name. Well they had the faces pop up, you mean? Yeah. Yeah, but you never know then they could be excluding the face of who it was. But I think that we're right with it, Charlotte, and that would be hard for 
I don't think it's supposed to be Charlotte, but it might end up being. And then Emily would never want to screw her sister over and have her sister be charged with something. I don't like this one. Here's the thing. I don't want. So it's definitely one of those four. Yep. That's what they say. They say they know who it is. And I don't want. I don't want to know. Because I want the element of surprise. And if it, honest to God, it's honest to God. I think for me, it's going to be Charlotte. And it's going to now, because now we all feel like we know, it's going to take something very special in the storytelling to pull it off and and make it be like, oh, well, we already knew that. I don't know. I mean, I I don't know. I think it's going to have to come down to like what I was saying, that it wasn't supposed to be Charlotte and it ends up being her. And the reason that it doesn't work out is because Emily's not willing to throw her real life sister under the bus. But even so, that we, we, we understand that, we know that, so it's not a twist, it's not a surprise. Right, right, it's a good point. And the story, at that Although, point, the storytelling isn't compelling because we know it. It's kind of a twist because it seems to us like Emily, Charlotte being Emily's sister has always taken the second, or back seat to her revenge plan, and this time it wouldn't. This time it would surpass it. Yeah. So that's where the twist would be, I suppose. The next thing, if you don't want to hear spoilers, cover your ears. Because As if those weren't spoilers. No, but this is about what we're going to see. So the 2013 year is coming to an end, mm-hmm. and this is what we're going to see in 2014. So we already talked about how Charlotte's moving out. She mentioned that in tonight's episode. But we hear that in 2014, she finds her first love since Declan. Okay, I was going to say it's her first love. First love since Declan. Got first it. love since Declan. Um, we've known Charlotte to swing both ways before a little bit. So Really? Remember with the... Little sex scandal. <laughs> Were they? Re- was she really swinging both ways? I don't think so. I think ways? she just made out with her friend at a club. <laughs> yeah. But who's to say? Who is to say? Um, the other thing is that there's supposed to be a huge reveal about Emily and Jack that will cause them to see each other in a different light and make them realize they can never let go of each other. I mean, I feel like they already can't let go of each other, but some Jack, huge don't reveal. Let go. And that comes back full circle to our Titanic moment. Yes, I love it. Never let go, Jack. Oh, Jack and Rose. That should be their names. Why is her name not Rose? That would make the show amazing. Although the show is already amazing. Um, Okay. Also, with the possible reappearance of a person who took advantage of her as a teen, Victoria will be forced to revisit her dark past. Interesting. Uh, So Madeline Stowe says, we're going to discover this man, and Patrick doesn't know he's the monster's son. So that means we're probably going to get Patrick back for a little bit, which I'm excited about. I mean, I miss Patrick. That's true. By the way, she couldn't be named Rose because it would be Rose Thorne. That sounds stupid. That's amazing. I love it. Anyway, uh, Pat, see, we predicted Patrick would be back. Yes, and I'm happy he is. I miss him and what that's going to do with him and Nolan. I guess we can talk about in predictions a little bit. The last thing is actually talking about Nolan, though. And it says that he's embarking on a new business endeavor and he takes on a new protege. Ooh. Huh. So I don't know. With that, why don't we get to some predictions? That's a lot of. I know that's a lot of ish. I just threw it away. You're after Buzz TV. I kind of want to know. Here, here's my problem <laughs> with that. Because there's so much going on next week. Why are we already getting spoilers for after that? Like, oh, you wanted me to wait until next week to share these spoilers? No, I don't. I don't think it's you. I think it's why, why would the show do that? Because there's so much to look forward to just the next episode alone that give those after that because we're going to have about a three-month hiatus. Tell me that later. Well, I want to know because I already know that you think Charlotte's going to be the shooter. So Mm -hmm. I am focusing a little bit on 2014. But I want to know what storyline are you most excited about going into the new year? Um, Who are you following the most? Um, Amanda Ross. So the fake cousin. Yes. Um, no, I'm, I'm excited. What a ridiculous. 
I'm I'm excited. I think Lydia after this is going to be over. So we're going to sweep that okay. away. I would very much so enjoy that. Um I'm I'm I I think the greatest part of it is to see the effect that this will have on Daniel. Okay. And and because we're on predictions, what do you think that effect will be? This guy's going to be destroyed. You think His he's going to find out? No, I don't think he's going to find out, but okay, to have your He's just gone through this emotional journey of, do I go with Emily? Do I go with Sarah? You know? And if you want to think of it in this terms, like, had he not married Emily, she would have been alive. It would have obviously meant heartbreak for both of them, but she could have kept her life. I think what's going to happen is she's going to stay alive because, as I said, I think Charlotte might be the shooter and she and Emily, instead of throwing Charlotte under the bus, she's going to stay and, and just be wounded and have a miscarriage. Okay. But now a new plan is going to have to take place in order to take down the Graysons. Yeah. And then we start all over again. Hence the title, Revenge. Hence the double infinity. We just keep on circling back. I wish you were sitting next to me so we could make it. There you it's go. Kind of like that. Um, anyway, any other predictions for us? Uh, a lot's happening. I mean, there's the, you know, Victoria's got handcuffs. Um, who the hell knows what's going to happen with Lydia? It's going to be exciting. Yeah, Victoria did have handcuffs. For some reason tonight, it like it looked almost like a foggy flashback of a moment. But I, I don't think. I think they did that just for the teaser because of right. um, because Emily's you know giving the vow and things like that, and we're cutting to you know where 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 par- par- they call it parallel ending. Yeah, I, I agree. So maybe it was just the way it looked. I think it was actually in current time. So we know she does come to the wedding. Something about handcuffs. We don't really know the rest, but that's why we have to stay tuned. Um, if you guys want to contact us, again, we love it. We love it. We love it. So you can always iTunes, YouTube, um, follow, rate, subscribe, all that good stuff, comment. And, of course, if you want to talk to me, you can find me at Roxy Stryer. You can talk to us here at AfterBuzz TV always. And in at TV, Sarah GGG. Sarah GGG, who will be back here with us next week. So excited to have her back in studio. And until next week. We are week, taking wedding proposals. Oh yes, I am. I am. I am right now through Twitter. You can you can try. I mean, I'm I'm willing to accept any offers, barters. It's like better than Tinder. Or if you want to go down into the ocean and find the necklace that Daniel dropped, I'll take that too as as ransom. It'll be good. Okay. Anyway, though, until next week, same time, same place. Good night. From executive producers Maria Menounos, Kevin Undergaro, Phil Svitek, and the entire AfterBuzz TV staff, we would like to thank you for listening to the AfterBuzz TV network. To watch or listen to other After shows and post comments or questions, be sure to visit AfterBuzzTV.com. I'm Sir Richard Wentworth, and this has been a presentation of AfterBuzz TV. Buzz you later. The views expressed herein are those of the hosts only and do not necessarily reflect the views of AfterBuzz TV or its owners or principal. Thank you for watching AfterBuzz TV on YouTube. For more of your favorite after shows and interviews, subscribe to our channel here. And be sure to share your opinion on the episode in the comment section below here. We'd love to see what you guys are buzzing about. Thanks again. Buzz you later.